Good evening, Christ Fellowship and all of our guests. How are you tonight? We are so glad that you are here. If everybody could stand to their feet and grab their Bibles and go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 8. That's where we're going to be doing our scripture reading tonight. During this time, we ask that we stop all conversation. We stop all movement. We stand in reverence for what God is going to say through his word. And if you could help me welcome Anthony tonight, he's going to come and read it for us. Good evening. Welcome to Cross Fellowship and the North Georgia Revival. If you have your Bibles and you'd like to follow along, I'm going to be reading out of Acts chapter 8, starting with verse 1. Now Saul was consenting to his death, that his being Stephen. At, the, at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was a great joy. Somebody say great joy. In that city. There's going to be a great joy in this city tonight. But there was a certain man called Simon who was previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying this man is the great power of God and they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time but when they believed Philip as he preached and the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So even Simon, the one who was doing everything besides God, believed, was baptized, and then started following God. It don't matter, I don't care where you're at tonight, God's going to meet you where you're at. And you're going to see signs and wonders too. Whatever you need, he's here to meet it tonight. Let's pray. Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for this night. We thank you, Lord, for each and every person here tonight. We thank you, Lord, God, that there's going to be a great joy in this city tonight, God, because lives are going to be changed. We thank you, Lord, God, salvation is coming. We thank you, Lord, God, that healings are coming. We thank you, Lord, God, that there's going to be fire in that baptism tonight. That people are going to be hit with fire like never before, God. We thank you, Lord, God, for everything you're doing here tonight. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Come on, we want to invite you to come out from behind your seat tonight. Join us down in this altar tonight. Let's get ready to worship the Lord together. Amen. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb Till I I was breathing but not Alive. All my failures I tried to hide. It was my turn till I met When you called my name.
darkness tries to roll over my bones And sorrow tries to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know No, I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love Shame no longer has a place to hide I am not a captive to the lies Not afraid to leave my past behind No, I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken We say And my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance
sing it out. My feet There's freedom in your love. There's freedom in your love. We sing. And my fear doesn't sing. from the front to the back. Every voice we lift. My fear doesn't Is any wonderful? His freedom, his freedom, his freedom, his freedom, his freedom. Somebody believe it, his freedom, his freedom, his freedom right now, his freedom right now. It's everything you live. Say 
treasure for the traitor. No ear is heard, no eye is seen. And the image of the Father until heaven came to live with me.
my helper, my healer, my blessed redeemer, my answer, my saving grace. You're my hope in the shadow, my strength in the battle, my anchor for all my days. Can you stand by my side and you stood in my place, Jesus, no Grace, 
You are, yes you are, you're my 
firm foundation. You're my firm foundation. His word says that his perfect love casts out all fear. It's like light and dark. They can't exist in the same place. And I'm just here to tell you tonight that if you came in afraid, full of anxiety, confused, depressed, we have a living hope. And his name is Jesus and right now, he wants to wrap you in his overwhelming love. It's a love that knows no bounds. It's a love that isn't afraid of your mess. It's a love that climbs right down in there with you and pulls you up to him and holds you and carries you through. That's who he is. That's who he is. He's our living hope, an anchor for our soul, a firm foundation that we can stand on. That's the promise of his word. It's who he is. Come on, let's declare it tonight. And I am standing on the rock. And I am standing in your love. Come on, sing it out tonight. And I am Standing on the rock, my firm foundation, my firm foundation. And I am standing on the rock, oh. and I am standing in your love. And I
Let's lift our hands across this place tonight. The presence of the Lord is in this building. You've come to encounter Him. He's come to encounter you. There's nothing too difficult for Him. No situation He's not familiar with already in your life. Every crevice, every place, every secret spot, He's aware of it. He's coming in tonight to liberate you, to set you free, to break the chains off your life. This building is saturated in prayer with love and comfort. You're in a safe environment to encounter the living God. All spirits of infirmity, all spirits of opposition, divisive, racial, bitter, broken spirits are bowing now at the name of Jesus and fleeing. Sickness, demonic activity, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all division among churches and pastors are being broken now in the name of Jesus. We're declaring the unity of the bride of Christ. Red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in His sight. We're declaring Dawsonville and this North Georgia and the southeastern portion of the United States saturated with the love of God and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Dead churches coming back to life. Powerless pulpits getting empowered by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Father, we lift our hands tonight celebrating you. There's no agenda but yours, no purpose but yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He rules and he reigns in this house tonight. Come on, give your hand, clap of praise to him. My, my, my. Wow. It's great to see you tonight. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. All right. Greet about 20 people around you. Shake their hand. Make them feel welcome to Christ Fellowship, the North Georgia Revival this evening. Love on one another. Take just a few moments.
All right. So glad that you're enjoying yourself tonight. We want to welcome our Facebook live stream family that's viewing all over the world. Would you make them welcome tonight? Come on. <laughs> Folks from New Zealand, China, Hong Kong. Folks all over the world are watching tonight. We welcome them. If you'll do us a favor, go to Facebook and uh, click on the Christ Fellowship Dawsonville page and share that. People have been encountering the presence of God at home. They've been wrecked by the presence of the Lord in so many instances because of the tangible uh, anointing of God is being transferred all over. And uh, please share that with people right now. And I know that uh, it'll be a blessing to them. And uh, we uh, appreci appreciate that so, so much. Uh, I want to take a few moments to um, make an announcement. On October the 14th, uh, Sunday night, we'll be preaching. Obviously, our revival continues. This week is week number 34. Come on now, week number 34. And on the 15th of October, we're hosting a revival leadership conference, and we want to make sure pastors and our leaders are coming. It's absolutely free, and we want you to uh, be a part of that. It's from 9 o'clock in the morning all the way till 3 o'clock. It's for pastors and leaders. If you are a lead pastor or on staff somewhere at a local church, raise your hand. We want to see any pastors here. Raise your hand. Thank you. All the way in the back, make sure we have pastors right here, uh, all the way from Baltimore, some in the very back back there. Um, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. We want you to register. Go to our website and... Uh, Register absolutely free. We're going to provide a light breakfast and a Chick-fil-A lunch. We celebrate 91.5 Victory Radio, the Sound of Revival. They're going to be uh, providing the, um, the lunch for us. They're cooperating with us. We love Pastor Don Allen and uh, the, the people at uh, 91.5. In fact, Pastor Don will be bringing the word next, uh, next Sunday night. So praise God for that. Amen. Mm-hmm. 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 So uh, please put that on your, on your calendar. I got this letter from Mark and Terry Movar, and I don't know if I'm sharing their name, uh, pronouncing their name correctly. But a couple of months ago, they heard what, was, what God was doing here in the revival and they live in Orange County, California. I think they read the Charisma article, the magazine article that came out. In fact, they're doing a second article. Uh, it will be in the print magazine in November about the revival here. They purchased an airline ticket on Friday from Los Angeles to get to Atlanta on Saturday so they can attend the service on Sunday. I shared this with my church this morning. I don't know if you know how expensive it is to fly same day. From West Coast to East Coast, it's astronomical. Mark has stage four cancer, prostate cancer, bone. It's already the cancer's in his bones. They read in that magazine article about what God was doing in those baptismal waters to my left and to your right. They read about the miracles and how doctors have been confirming the miracles that we've been seeing and dentists confirming uh, new bone growth, creative miracles that are taking place. You see, when you are in a desperate situation you'll take desperate action 
When you hear God is moving, you go. They caught their flight on Friday, came here on Saturday, or arrived Friday and Saturday and came to church on Sunday night. I got this letter. He says, we are the couple from Orange County, California. Just this past week, Mark had a blood test called a PSA test to find out the activity level of the prostate cancer. His level went from 22 to 8. Come on, somebody ought to stand to their feet and give God some praise in this place. So let me continue to read the letter. Our prayer is that it will go down to 4.2 or less and not move up again. Last June, it was 256.7. Mark's next, next CT scan will be at the end of December 2018. At that point, we believe they will not find any cancer on his bones. She goes on to add and says, we'll reach out to you with that report. Thank you for your prayers. We are taking communion every day, staying in God's word, and thanking Jesus for Mark's complete healing. My Lord Jesus. So would we all across our, our uh, congregation tonight stand to our feet, and can we pray for this couple right here? Can we pray for Mark right here? And this is just one instance what we are hearing and seeing of miracles taking place. I'm talking about bona fide miracles. People coming off medicines. Obviously with the doctor's support we have letters to verify that. People uh, are be declared clean and healed. I don't know about you but I don't understand everything that God's doing in this place. I don't understand the water. But all I know in January when I was walking toward that platform or walking toward that baptistry, it was completely empty. The Lord showed me a vision that it was full of water with a strip of fire two and a half to three feet in width from front to back, front to back. And he said, Todd, I'm going to baptize people with Holy Spirit and fire. He says, I'm going to baptize them in water. And when they come up out of that water, he says, I'm going to, the, my fire is going to hit them can't explain it, can't verbalize it. All I can do is to read stories like this. And they come in nearly every day. Nearly every day. Some of you came tonight because you're hurting, you're away from God, you need a touch in your body, you need healing. When Pastor Robbie Mathis comes in a moment and preaches the word when he gives that altar call, I would not walk. I would run to this altar. And it's not the water. It's the God in the water. And He has chosen this medium. Now I'm going to say something that, that may be a little bit challenging to you, but I have to say it. I said it this morning. 
in all of my research and all of the revivalists that I have talked to that are histories of revival not one of them can identify or find a duplication of what God has done since the beginning of time to what he's doing in this house now I'm not talking about lives change and healings that's happened but the manifestation of his presence in baptismal waters people have been wrecked being baptized I'm not saying that but there has never been a revival that has centered around the baptismal waters the altar and then we baptize that's what the normal context is the people are just seeing that as the altar it blows my mind I was in Florida Wednesday and Thursday uh, many of them are watching right now Bonnet Pond Community Church a small church pastor Matt Glover and his wife Carrie their youth pastor Brandon was here a few weeks ago and his wife Katie and two others were with them got wrecked in that baptismal water wrecked I called the pastor they were having revival Friday Saturday and Sunday I said I want to come down Wednesday and Thursday I want to preach to your church I want to prepare them for revival they started watching the videos of what's happening here I walk into that small church the presence of God was there they began to pray and the more they prayed, the presence of God would show up in four years that pastor being there pastor Mac in four years they baptized one person Thursday night we baptized 32 I came home Thursday night early Friday back to Georgia Friday or Saturday night they baptized six to nine six to nine this morning they baptized 11 people in three days they baptized 50 folks now guys I got to tell you this because this is important every pastor needs to hear what I'm about to say I walked into that church and I saw their baptistry he said pastor we got a full and I walked over there and I saw a fire on the water and it wasn't a strip of fire like it was here but it was like a campfire just a small fire straight up when we started to baptize people on Thursday night the same thing happened there that happens in those waters they would walk into that water to get baptized because they wanted the fire but Pastor Robbie, Pastor Ken, as they were walking toward, and I asked what Pastor Marty always asked, why are you in the water? They would begin to weep. And they would start confessing things. They just wanted fire. They would begin to weep and fall under conviction and confess. One fellow said, I need to ask my youth, my youth guys to forgive me. I've cussed in front of you. I've been a hypocrite in front of you. I've been a church leader, and I've been a hypocrite. I need you to forgive me. We baptize him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God touches him. He falls forward, not backwards. He falls forward. I kid you not. He's drinking in the water, weeping so hard. I'm listening. His face is forward. I thought he was going to drown. We had to hold his head up out of the water. 
Well, we took our hands off of him for just a little bit, and that face goes right back into that water. I thought he was going to drown. Power of God hit him, hit him, hit. I don't know why, but that's what God's doing right now. Maybe because God just doesn't want any man, any church, any group to get any of the credit. Come on now. It's all him. And the very same thing that happened in Bonnet Pond Community Church happened when Pastor Robbie Mathis went to that church in Winder and baptized 25 people, the fire of God's touching folks. Mark and Terry from Orange County, California gave a gift, just sent an offering and said thank you for hosting the revival. Let's give tonight. Ushers, would you come forward? My Lord. I want every person in here tonight to sow seed into what God's doing in the revival. Will you do that? Will you be a giver tonight? Will you sow something? Something significant? We want to bless the man of God for coming tonight, and we also have needs. It costs about $1,500 to $2,000 an evening service, minimal, to host a revival. Our church is taking on that responsibility, but if you want to share in that, we would appreciate it. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to sow seed tonight, to give. Some are going to give in faith tonight, knowing that they're going to receive a blessing, Lord, from you. They're just going to go ahead and sow a seed in faith. Lord, we'll not be takers alone. We'll not be takers. But God will partner with our churches in this area. touching the world through all of these churches and ministries we give tonight out of joy in Jesus name and everybody said amen 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 I want to introduce our speaker tonight and give him plenty of time I want to also remind you that Pastor Robbie you guys are going to be in revival hosting camp meeting next next week I know our church family, Christ Fellowship, on October the 8th will be with you guys, as you all have that on Monday night. I know Church at War Hill will be with you guys on Tuesday night. So we're going to be praying for the revival that God is, um, camp meeting that's going on at Freedom Tabernacle. So make sure that you, you be praying for them. This is week number 34. I am so honored to introduce the man of God for tonight, who is a friend of Christ Fellowship Church. His wife Jill's with us tonight and many of their staff members. And this man can bring the wood. I love him to pieces. Absolutely full of character and integrity. I know you're going to love him. Would you put your hands together and help me welcome the man of God tonight? Pastor Robbie Mathis, come on, stand to your feet. Freedom Tabernacle. Come on, let's give him praise tonight, can we? Can we thank him? Oh, the Lord is good, isn't he? 
The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Before you're seated, I want you to turn around and just high-five a few people around you and say, I'm ready for whatever God's got tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. With the sound of the claps, it sounds like y'all really mean it. Amen. Y'all really, really mean that. So uh, it is certainly an honor to be here with you tonight. Uh, where's, my, where's my brother Jerry Seymour? Is Jerry, where's he at? Right there it is. So, his, so he showed me his shirt tonight. They got, they got shirts that say, Come on and preach. Ain't nobody leaving. Come on and preach. Ain't, ain't nobody leaving. So I guess they've given me the liberty to preach tonight. Amen. So I just I want to um, deliver... The word tonight that, that, I, that I feel that Lord has, has put in my heart, and, um, and then we're just going to see what the Lord's going to do. He's going to do some wonderful things tonight. I believe it, don't you? He's going to do some incredible, some incredible things, and um, I'm just so honored to be here. I give honor to the lead pastors here, Pastors Todd and Karen Smith. Um, we honor them tonight. Let's thank them. They are a blessing, a blessing to this community around the world to all the pastors and staff members, the elders of Christ Fellowship Church, all the volunteers that make this revival happen. All of North Georgia, and not only North Georgia, but people all over other states, even in other countries are able to be blessed, to be blessed because of this congregation, because of this tribe. They are doing a fantastic job of hosting the presence of God. And we just get to come and participate, amen? And we are so thankful for that. You know, every Sunday night, God has a specific assignment that he wants to accomplish. Every Sunday night. Every Sunday night. And I want to tell you that every one of them is significant and every one of them are important because people matter to God. Tonight is the 34th night of this revival. It's the 34th night of this revival. While I was at the house this afternoon, the Holy Spirit instructed me. I found out that it was the 34th revival. He said, look up the number 34. So I looked up the number 34. And the numerical reference, the numerical value reference for number 34 is this right here. It's, it's naming of a son. Naming of a son. Do you know what you do when you name something? When you name something, it means that you already have it or you're about to get it. And you name it. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants you to know whatever you stand in need of tonight on this 34th night of the revival, he said, just go ahead and name it. Tonight's the night. Just go ahead and name it. Whatever you stand in need of, just go ahead and name it. You, some of you came in, you know what it is. And the Lord is saying, just name it. It's about to be yours. Amen. We're going to believe that tonight, aren't we? We're going to believe that tonight. I want you to turn with me to 
The third chapter of the book of Revelation is where we're going to take our text tonight. The third chapter of the book of Revelation. The third chapter of the book of Revelation. How many of you tonight feel like that you're at a place where you need a door open for you in your life? You, you need a door to be open for you in something that you are believing for in your life. I want to talk to you tonight and preach a message about an open door. And we're going through it tonight. Amen? We're going through it tonight. Now read with me in Revelation chapter 3. We're going to read verses 7 through 13. This is such a good passage and we'll be shouting in the reading. Amen? All right, listen to this in Revelation chapter 3, starting with verse 7. These are words in red. This is Jesus writing. John the Revelator is pinning this down as Jesus is declaring this. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. Everybody say open door. I've set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. You've kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I really feel like tonight that God is going to speak to us in this message and we're going to go through a door tonight and we're going to see that those are open for us and God is, we're just going to take hold of what Jesus has already provided for us. I also believe as I was in prayer this afternoon that those that are watching live stream that maybe you're not here in, the, in our presence right here, I believe that tonight that the Holy Spirit is going to allow you to take hold of this message and for you to lay hold on it just as if you were here. And you're going to be able to experience that open door as well. As Jesus writes to these seven churches which are in Asia, here in the book of Revelation, he talks and writes to these different churches and he, he talks about and commends them on some things and also he writes to them about some things that, that they need to work on, that they need to repent of. 
The church of Philadelphia that Jesus writes to is is a church of one that has persevered, that has stood the test of time. We know that Philadelphia means, means love. And you know, there is something about being faithful to God. We know the faithfulness of our Father, but there is something about us being faithful and persevering even through challenges. Everybody goes through difficult times. Everybody goes through challenges in their life. But I want you to know that it is during those times uh, that we need to draw very deep from what is on the inside of us and we just got to keep on walking. We got to keep on persevering. We got to keep remaining faithful. We got to keep pursuing God, keep seeking Him no matter what comes our way and remaining faithful to Him because God gives a promise to those that will persevere. Amen. We just got to keep on persevering. He said, I have set before you an open door, and nobody can shut it. You've got a little strength. You've kept my word, and you have not denied my name. It's wonderful words that Jesus speaks to this church in in Philadelphia. He said that he had had an open door that was set before them. I'm thinking about the Apostle Paul. As he was in a place called Ephesus, and he writes to the church of Corinth. And this is in 1 Corinthians Chapter 16, verse 9. And I want you to listen to what Paul says. He was tarrying in Ephesus, and he wanted to go to the church at Corinth. But this is what he writes to him in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. He says, I'm going to tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. And verse 9 says, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Paul had a delight to go to the church at Corinth, but he wanted to remain in Ephesus because Paul recognized and realized that God had opened a door for him. And I want to tell you that when God opens doors for us, it is always, always about kingdom principles. I said it's always about kingdom principles. A lot of times we want things what we want. But when God truly opens doors, he opens doors in order for it to impact the kingdom of God. And when we step through those and and, and partake of the things that God has provided, then, then what it does is we're able to step through that door and it's all about being a blessing to the kingdom. Now, I want to talk to you just for a few minutes tonight about several different doors. I want to talk to you about some different doors. Now, this is not an exhaustive list or examples of doors, but these are just a few that the Holy Spirit has given me to to share. And so I know afterwards you're going to be thinking and during the message about all kinds of different doors. And I know there are a lot of different doors, but these are just a few that that I want to mention to you tonight to talk about the different doors and examples of that. So the first one that I want to mention to you is this. It is doors that only open with a key. It means that they are locked. And the only people that can go through that door are people that have a key. Everybody else is not allowed in. You have to have a key to get in this particular door. It's locked. I'm thinking about what Jesus told Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. He said, I will give you the keys. Everybody say keys. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. 
And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, I want us to, to understand tonight that there are certain keys that all of us have been given access to. But can I tell you that, that as individuals, God has loosed and he has provided certain keys to individuals that we are to take those particular keys that God has given us and, and allowed us uh, that gifting, that anointing, or, or that plan that God would, would download and give you. And it is our responsibility to be able to use that key to unlock the doors that are standing before us. Amen. We're talking about taking keys. And as we look back over the Bible, we'll see different people that had keys. They, they were able to use the key that God gave them. I'm thinking about Moses as he stood before the Red Sea. Moses used the key of the rod, that staff that he lifted up to depart where the Red Sea parted. He used that key. Listen, Abraham used his key of faith. Joshua used his key of courage. Samson used his key of strength. Samuel used used his key of integrity. David used the key of his heart. Elijah used his key of boldness. Elisha used his key of a double portion. Nehemiah used his key of leadership. Esther used her key of influence. Solomon used his key of wisdom. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they used their key of refusing to compromise. Daniel used his key of prayer. The disciples used used the key of their occupation and Paul used the key of his past uh, to be able to reach people. I want to tell you tonight, church, we got to use our keys, amen? We got to use the keys that God has given us. Let me tell you one important key uh, that applies to everybody and that is the key of forgiveness. If you got bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart, you can get prayer all you want. You can be covered in oil till it runs down your, your, your body, but you will never get the door open in your life until you release that unforgiveness and that bitterness that is in your heart and loose that key and loosen and allow that door to be open. Amen. It's one that's a must. It's a must. It's a must. Everybody say it's a must we got to use the keys. How about this? How about us using the key of the Holy Spirit? How about using the key of the name of Jesus that's above every other name, the one that every knee's going to bow to, that every tongue's going to confess, that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. we got to use the key of prayer. we got to use the key of praise. we got to use the key of worship. we got to use the key of the Bible, of the study of our Bible. we got to use the key of loving, of loving one another. we got to use the key of the very a word of God and this is what we can use we've got to use the key of our words listen Jesus said this when whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and whosoever says that and does not doubt in his heart but believe the things which he says shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he says 
says, I want to tell you to church tonight, you need to use that key. Speak the word of God. Declare things. Quit talking negative. I don't criticize. I don't complain. But speak life in every situation that you do. Use that key. Speak life. Declare the goodness of God. Come on, let's give him praise. I thought about this, Pastor Marty, of all of the people that you baptize. And this is what the Holy Spirit showed me this week. Brother, you're using that key every time that you baptize somebody. Every time that somebody comes up and they need a word, it's not just saying something nice and pretty and flowery and just saying something just so it, that you got something to say. But I want you to hold your hand up. I want you to just lift your hands up. I saw the Lord himself. I take this, and he has placed the keys down in your hand. I that when you speak a word out of somebody in that, you're taking Taking that key and you loosen it and it's unlocking a door out of somebody that's standing up. Aren't you thankful for Pastor Marty speaking live using that key? Come on, let's give him praise. He's worthy tonight. He's Jesus. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. We got to move on. We got more doors. We got more doors to get through. Number two. The second door that I want to talk to you about tonight is one that doesn't require a key, but it requires you pushing it open or either reaching and turning the handle and pulling it. Not long ago, I was at our church facility. I was up in our storage room. I had walked in our gymnasium. I'd walked to the top of the store, to, the, uh, to our storage room. I was upstairs, and... The lights were really low. I didn't want to turn on any lights, so I walked up to the top of the steps, and I was standing there. I reached and got my, all of my keys, and in the dark, I'm searching and trying to find the right key to go to this door of our storage room, and I was looking, and I was thumbing through the, the keys and trying to find the right one. It was dark. I couldn't see, and all of a sudden, this thought came to me. I heard this thought. It said, that door is not locked. <laughs> so I said, I reached, I grabbed the handle, turned it, and opened it. And as soon as I did, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, that is how a lot of Christians are living their lives. They are trying everything in their own power to try to find the right key that fits when I've already opened it. I've already unlocked it. All you got to do is just reach and take hold and to push it. You gotta push it open. You gotta reach and push it. But there are doors that stand in our way. The doors that stand in our way. We look around and we see doors. There's got to be something beyond those doors. There's gotta be. You ever got to a place in your life where you said, There's got to be more than this?
It's got to be more than this. But we often allow that door that's standing in our way to prevent us from going forward. So we stay in the same environment that we're in, experiencing the same thing that we have always experienced because that's all we've known. It's our comfort zone. But when you really begin to feel the unction and down on the inside, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And say, that door might be standing in my way. But there's got to be something beyond it. There's got to be. There's got to be something over there. I'm feeling a drawing. There's got to be something there. But oftentimes it's fear. But fear stands in our way. Fear and intimidation. But you've got to allow something to rise up on the inside and say, there's got to be more. There's something beyond that that I'm not experiencing that that I'm going after. And then you hear them begin to sing. And it begins to well up inside of you. And hope and faith begins to rise up. Fear, my fear, has no chance when I'm in his love. My fear has no chance when I'm in his love. Fear, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm in his love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm in his love. And so you just gotta, you just gotta be able to push it on through because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You just gotta push that door through because there's got to be something on the other side. Oh, but sometimes shame and condemnation will stand in our way to keep us moving forward. It's the mistakes that we've made in life. It's what we've done. It's the shame that we feel. But we have to be like the Apostle Paul, and we have to say, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. I'm forgetting those things which are behind me, and I'm reaching forward to those things which are before I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And then condemnation tries to set in. But you have to declare, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation uh, to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, uh, but after the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free uh, from the law of sin and death. You just got to put Push those doors open and go through it. Amen. Oh, but sometimes there's sickness and there's pain. It's standing our way, but you just got to push those doors through. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I am healed. Can I tell you that when you get in this place, there is a new realm, a new atmosphere of something that you can't imagine that you wouldn't have experienced if you'd stayed where you are. There's something beyond that wall there's something beyond that door you gotta go through it you gotta go through it 
I want you to look what I found. I found a new a level of faith. Come on in and join us. I found a level of faith. Oh, I found a new level of compassion. I want you to come and join us. Oh, I have found a new strength. Do you need strength in your life to help you? We found strength over there. We found strength. Oh, I found authority. I found a new authority in Jesus Christ. Oh, in his name, come on in. Oh, I found, I found a new level of love, a new level of love, a godly love. Come on in and, and join us here. Oh, I found some joy. Come on in, joy. A new level of joy. Anybody need any joy in their life? Oh, and I found healing. Look what I found on the other side of that door right there. Oh, I found a new level of praise. Anybody need it ready to go to a new level of praise? Oh, I found some patience in here. Anybody need any patience in their life that God can allow you? Oh, and I'm so thankful for this. I found grace. I need grace in my life. Anybody need any grace in your life? Oh, I found hope. I want you to look at hope tonight. A new level that I wouldn't have found if it hadn't have been, if I hadn't have pushed that door open. Oh, I like this one. I found fire right here. Anybody need any fire? Anybody need any fire in their life? It needs to be like Jeremiah. I tried not to say anything, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire, and it was shut up in my bones. we got to have the fire of God in our life. Amen? Oh, and I found the peace. Anybody need any peace in their life? Oh, a new level of peace. And look what I found. I found revival, and I found glory. I found revival. And I found glory. Anybody needing any revival? Anybody needing any glory? I want to tell you that revival and the glory will go hand in hand. It'll go hand in hand. If you need revival, you've got to have the glory. When you get the glory, you'll have revival. They go hand in hand. So what we need to do is tell it. I'm, I'm pushing that door down. I'm not going to be complacent. I'm not going to worry about the crowds, anybody that's going to leave. Listen, if your church uh, is a spirit-filled church, uh, then you need to be spirit-filled. Uh, don't put them in a back room somewhere. Uh, listen, we need to be all in. We either spirit-filled or we're not spirit-filled. We need to have the fire of God in our life and say we are Pentecostal. We are charismatic. We are who we say we are. Let's give him praise tonight in the house of God. Woo! Yeah! Glory, glory, glory. you got to get to the place where you died of those things. A long time ago, I had to get to the place where I just died as a pastor. God, I don't care how many people leave and don't stay. It doesn't matter. We've got to have you, God. we got to have you. And God will always bless. Amen. God will always bless. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love him tonight, don't you? 
Hallelujah. Push those doors open. Come on, we need to push them open. You got something in your life? Come on, push it. Let's push it right now. Push it open. Push it open. Just, just push it open. As a prophetic guy, say, I'm going through. I'm pushing it open. I'm walking through tonight. I'm pushing through. Something is waiting on me on the other side. Something is waiting. Something is waiting. Oh, let's move on. We got some more doors. How about this one? Revolving doors. Yeah, we're going to go there. So there's two aspects about the revolving door. One of them is this. You know those revolving doors. I mean, they, they, they spin around. And when you, as you walk up to it, so you've got to time it just right. You've got to, you just got to get in where you can walk around. But as you go in one side, others are coming out. There's too many people that are staying in revolving doors. They're walking into the things of God, but before you know it, they're on their way back out. That's not the one to shout on. But it really is. Because God's encouraging us to get our walk right with, with, with Him. Amen? It's the church of Philadelphia that I talked about. They were faithful. They persevered. They persevered. And they kept going. And that's what God wants. is a persevering church. One that will persevere. People that will stay with God. Go, go through that door, but you're staying in. You're staying with God. You're not in and out. Not in and out. In until things get tough, and then you're out. Or how about this? You may not have experienced, but I've seen people who were desperate for a need, a touch from God, needing a miracle in their life, for God to answer their prayer. And they were always Always in the altar, seeking God, praying, asking God for a breakthrough, a miracle. Always there. And then God answers their prayer. They get their miracle. They get their breakthrough. And then I'm wondering, where in the world are they now that they got their breakthrough? Everything's all right then. And then they back off. That's the time to keep giving him thanks. Keep pressing in. Keep praising Him, honoring Him, thanking Him that He gave you that breakthrough, gave you that miracle in your life, not backing off. But then the other aspect of the revolving door is this. When you go, th when you go through one side, things are coming out on the other side. Tonight, there are many of you that are going to go through that open door in this way. You're going to go through one way, and there's some things that's going to be leaving out of your environment and atmosphere. The 19th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, there was a man named Zacchaeus that wanted to see Jesus. He was little of stature. He ran before the crowd. He heard Jesus was passing by, and he climbed up into a sycamore tree. And when Jesus came by, he looked up into that sycamore tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at your house. I want to tell you, the Lord is stopping by every individual in this place tonight. He's stopping, and he's looking at you, and he's saying, come down. 
come down. For today, I must abide. <laughs> abide. Not visit. Abide at your house. Zacchaeus came down, and the Bible said he received him joyfully. And when he went through that door, some things came out. He said, Lord, he said, half of my goods I'll give to the poor. And if I've taken anything by any man, by false accusation, I'm going to restore back to that person fourfold. I want you to know when Zacchaeus stepped through that door, there's some things that came out. I want to tell you tonight, we're going to step through the door. We're going to step through, and some things are coming out. That pride can't stay anymore. That envy can't stay anymore. That lust can't stay anymore. That addiction can't stay anymore. That sickness can't stay anymore. Is anybody listening to me tonight? We're getting rid of it. That anger's got to go in Jesus' name. That unforgiveness has got to go in Jesus' name. When we go through that door and we do what he calls us to do, something's coming out. Everybody say it's coming out. It's coming out. It's leaving. It's leaving. It's, it's leaving. It's not staying anymore. It's not staying. It's not staying. Step into the new so the old has to step out. Number four. Oh, I like this one. Doors that open by sensors. They stay closed until you approach it. Oh, you're not listening to me. I said they stay closed. It looks closed until you approach it. And when you get closed, and you step in. We're going to step into some things tonight. you got to step in so the doors can be open. Amen? They, they, they just open up. They just open up. I was thinking about in the book of Acts, the 12th chapter, where Peter was put in prison. They chained him. They had him chained up between two guards. He was sleeping. And the Bible said in Acts chapter 12, verse 5, that Peter was kept in prison. But listen to this. But constant prayer was made by the church for Peter. You know what the church was doing? They were using their key. They were using that key of prayer. And when he was asleep that night, an angel came and visited Peter at night smote him on the side and said arise up quickly I want you to know the Holy Spirit is telling us tonight rise up quickly rise up quickly he said gird your loins he said put on your garment and tie your sandals on Peter thought he saw a vision and he got up and they began to walk out and the, 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 the tenth verse said when they were past the first and the second guard post they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them of its own accord and they went out went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him the, the gate and the iron gate was shut until Peter and the angel got close to him and that censer just opened up and that gate to their own accord and they just walked on through as some of you that you just need to approach you're worried because the door you feel is closed but I want to tell you you just got to approach it so that it can open up to you. Amen? Open up to it. You got to keep coming. You got to keep coming. 
I'll tell you, I walked in one the other day that was the sensor there. As I walked up to it, it began to open. I noticed a sign that was on the outside. It said, Welcome Valued Customers. I'm going to tell you, in the kingdom of God, I'm valued, but I'm not a customer. I don't pay for anything. Jesus paid it all. Amen. He provided for me. I'm a valued son is who I am. And I can go in and out of his presence when I need. Uh, So listen, uh, that's why I keep going to the altar. That's why I keep praying uh, because I've got a need. When I go into a grocery store or into Walmart or somewhere that opens my sensors, when I go in walking in, I don't say to myself, well, I was here the other day or last week. I don't say that. You know why? Because the reason I'm going in this time is different than I had last week. And there's a new need that I got. There's something else that I need. So I go in and it opens up for me. I go and get what I need and I leave. The next time I need something, I go in and the center doors open and I go in. That's why I go to the altar. That's why I go to my father because I've got different needs. I go to him, and when I go to him, the doors open. He said, ask, and it shall be given you. I seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Uh, so the door just opens, and then I pray. I seek my Father, and I know that God hears my prayers. And then the next time when we're in a service or when I'm at home, I can go right back to the altar. Why? Because i got another need in my life. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Some of you just need to approach the door of your vision so that it'll open up. Why does it open up when we as believers approach? Because Jesus said in John 10, 7, I am the door of the sheep. When I approach him, and I go right into his presence, right into his presence, He is a good father. Amen? He's a good father. Number five. Number five. Doors that are held open by someone else. Doors that are held open by someone else. A lot of these you'll notice in churches. Your greeters will be standing there. When I walked in tonight, I didn't even have to open the door to get in this building. You know why? There's somebody standing out there greeting me, welcoming me. They held the door open for me. I then walked in. (laughs) Come on. Somebody is holding it open. It's called an open door. Everybody's saying open door. It's an open door. Somebody else is holding it open. Revelation chapter 4, the next chapter over, says this. This is John. He said, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here. And I will show you things which must take place after this. John just looked up and saw an open door in heaven. And the second verse says, Immediately I was in 
the Spirit. There's some of you about to step through an open door tonight, and you're going to be in the Spirit immediately. I said, you're going to immediately be in the Spirit. Anybody, everybody listen to me. You're going to walk through a door, and you're going to immediately be in the Spirit. What happened? And behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne and an appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their head. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. First living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. I say to all the mockers, to all those who claim to be atheists, to those that are so confused about things in life, Jesus Christ is your creator. Our Father created us in his own image. The Bible says that we live and move and have our very being because of him. It is because of him, God Almighty, that has created us. John got to see this awesome sight because he saw an open door and he went there. He went there. He didn't have to do anything except just see it and go through it. See it and go through it. When you go through the open doors, you will get to see things you have never seen before. You just say, if I just knew where an open door was. I want you to know that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he yielded himself, paid the penalty of the sin for all mankind. When he died on the cross... And he gave up the ghost and he died. I want you to know that Jesus provided an open door, salvation for all mankind. It's an open door, it's free. Somebody else held it open for you. Somebody else held it open for you. You didn't do a thing, you couldn't do a thing. 
Mankind couldn't do a thing. As a matter of fact, when we tried, we messed it up and had that door closed. But Jesus said, I'll come. I'll open it back up. And that's what he did. He opened it back up. He opened it back up. And there is an open door. An open door provided for all mankind. And all we got to do is go through it. Is go through it. Amen? We're going through it. We're going through it. We're going through it. I want you to all stand with me tonight. Would you, would you stand? There are several that are serving as altar prayer team members for the North Georgia Revival. They've got, they're identified by having lanyards. I want to ask all those to come to the front right now. Just come and line up across here front. If you are one of the uh, altar workers, okay, let's keep this section right here cleared. Let's keep this cleared so people can come up. This is what I want. There's people that are here that are serving in the altar. This is what I want you to do tonight. There's some of you that possibly have never given your life to Jesus Christ. And you realize that tonight that an open door has been made for you and that you need to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You want to invite Jesus into your life. You want to make him Lord of your life. You realize that you're a sinner. You've sinned and committed sin, but you believe Jesus paid the price and that Jesus uh, wants to forgive you and you want to make him the Lord of your life. This is what I want you to do. I want you to come and stand right over here, right in this section if you need to give your life to Jesus Christ come on right now come and stand and they're going to pray with you right here these people are going to pray with you come on right here they are come on we're going to make Jesus Lord of your life come on they're giving their life to Jesus tonight come on let's let's show them how much we appreciate them they're going to get saved tonight they're going to give their life to Jesus tonight they're going to get saved tonight amen they're going to get saved so y'all go ahead and pray with them Go ahead and pray. Listen, if you need to get baptized, if you want to go through that open door, right here's the way. You're going through the open door right here. Just make your way through the open door, and you're going to be in the Spirit tonight. Right there. Come on, let's go through that open door. Let's go through that open door tonight. Go through that door. Go through that door. Go through that door tonight. That open door is waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting. That open door is waiting on you. Immediately in the spirit.
as he's come and get ready to go through this open door to be baptized. There's some that are getting saved over here. One more time, let's show the Lord how much we appreciate. Thank them that they've chosen to give their life to Jesus Christ tonight. So as these come and prepare to get baptized, we're going to open it up for everybody else. If you stand in need of prayer tonight, if there's some need in your life that you're needing God to do for you in your life, you need a door open or something that you need prayer about, I want you to invite you to come on down and there's people going to pray with you tonight. So so come on down. Let, let some of these... Let them come over here and start praying. Y'all just make your way up here. We're going to believe God for the miracle. We're going to believe God to touch you tonight, minister to you, provide everything that you stand in need of. Just keep on coming. Just keep on coming right over here. And these people are going to pray with you. We need some of the more prayer team members to come on down. Let's, let's help pray with these people tonight. Y'all go ahead and sing, and let's just continue to worship the Lord. See 